at 22. But in order to settle in life, my friends advised, for they always advise when they begin to despise us. They advised me, I say, to go into orders. To be obliged to wear a long wig when I liked a short one, or a black coat when I generally dressed in brown, I thought was such a restraint upon my liberty that I absolutely rejected the proposal. A priest in England is not the same mortified creature with a bonds in China. With us, not he that fasts best, but eats best, is reckoned the best liver. Yet I rejected a life of luxury, indolence and ease, from no other consideration but that boyish one of dress. So that my friends were now perfectly satisfied, I was undone. And yet they thought it was a pity for one who had not the least harm in him, and was so very good-natured. Poverty naturally begets dependence, and I was admitted as flatterer to a great man. At first I was surprised that the situation of a flatterer at a great man's table could be thought disagreeable. There was no great trouble in listening attentively when his lordship spoke, and laughing when he looked round for applause. This even good manners might have obliged me to perform. I found, however, too soon, that his lordship was a greater dunce than myself and from that very moment, flattery was at an end. I now rather aimed at setting him right than at receiving his absurdities with submission. To flatter those we do not know is an easy task, but to flatter our intimate acquaintances, all whose foibles are strongly in our eye, is drudgery insupportable. Every time I now opened my lips in praise, my falsehood went to my conscience. His lordship soon perceived me to be very unfit for service. I was therefore discharged, my patron at the same time being graciously pleased to observe that he believed I was tolerably good-natured and had not the least harm in me. Disappointed in ambition, I had recourse to love. A young lady who lived with her aunt and was possessed of a pretty fortune in her own disposal had given me, as I fancied, some reason to expect success. The symptoms by which I was guided were striking. She had always laughed with me at her awkward acquaintance, and at her aunt among the number. She always observed that a man of sense would make a better husband than a fool, and I as constantly applied the observation in my own favour. She continually talked in my company of friendship and the beauties of the mind, and spoke of Mr. Shrimp, my rival's high-heeled shoes, with detestation. These were circumstances which I thought strongly in my favour. So, after resolving and re-resolving, I had courage enough to tell her my mind. Miss heard my proposal with serenity, seeming at the same time to study the figures of her fan. Out it came at last. There was but one small objection to complete our happiness which was no more than that she was married three months before to Mr. Shrimp with high-heeled shoes. By way of consolation, however, she observed that though I was disappointed in her, my addresses to her aunt would probably kindle her into sensibility, as the old lady always allowed me to be very good-natured and not to have the least share of harm in me. Yet still I had friends, numerous friends, and to them I was resolved to apply. No friendship, thou fond soother of the human breast, to thee we fly in every calamity, 
to thee the wretched seek for succour. On thee the care-tired son of misery fondly relies. From thy kind assistance, the unfortunate always hopes relief, and may be ever sure of disappointment. My first application was to a city scrivener, who had frequently offered to lend me money when he knew that I did not want it. I informed him that now was the time to put his friendship to the test, that I wanted to borrow a couple of hundreds for a certain occasion, and was resolved to take it up from him. And pray, sir, cried my friend, do you want all this money? Indeed, I never wanted it more, returned I. I am sorry for that, cries the scrivener, with all my heart. For they who want money when they come to borrow will always want money when they should come to pay. From him, I flew with indignation to one of the best friends I had in the world and made the same request.